International. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I am exhausted. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I, we, I just got back from, all, from on the road like yesterday, and it was really fun. I went out. I did some shows in Wyoming and Colorado, and then after the show in Colorado on Saturday, we had a show at 7 o'clock in the evening in Pflugerville, Texas the next day. So we got done with the show, and we drove straight through. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, man. It was like 17. No, it was supposed to be 17 hours, but, you know, with food and bathroom breaks and all that good stuff we were it was like we were in the car for about 19 20 hours wow and you just did it straight through did you did you switch off who was driving yeah 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 it was me, me and two other comics uh steven farmer and aaron cheatham and we were in aaron's car and uh we switched off i did not take the first leg of the trip because our show was at a winery and i drank an entire bottle so <laughs> nice. I, yeah i slept in the back and then uh and then they switched off and then i woke up and we switched off and it was just it's just like when you do those like long car rides where it's like more than 12 hours where the day starts to like eclipse uh, things start getting real weird for sure yeah for sure you go you go a little road crazy i think yeah um let's see yeah so yeah yeah you do yeah you go a little road crazy you're in there like everything starts to what i will say though is that is beautiful countryside uh in in wyoming and colorado and even in new mexico which i've been to new mexico before and some parts of new mexico look whack as shit and this part was like popping and then the mountain the mountains part of new mexico is beautiful oh it's beautiful it's really yeah perfect. yeah I, I, I lived in el paso for some time and i saw like the the just the scrub ass part of new mexico right the flat desert part is not yeah. not that cute uh, and then we, then we uh, yeah, we, we came in and like it's almost as soon as you hit the Texas state line, you're like, oh, this looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, it really is like, uh, but no, that's a beautiful drive up to up through the mountains to Colorado and Wyoming and stuff that uh, if you're going to have to drive for 20 hours, that's not a bad route to take. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, it was fun, man. And it was cool. We played at a uh, we played at a winery that was awesome and a brewery uh, that was part of a resort that I thought was that was I thought that was going to be the show I liked the best uh, just in like in preparation and we got there it was kind of that was a little lackluster simply because it was at a resort and right. of, there's too many other things to do probably the, well, that too and also like this uh, every other one of these shows on this tour it's like people are buying tickets in in anticipation for a comedy show at the resort uh, because they're already there at the resort it's kind of like an inclusive thing so they just pay us a flat rate and right. uh, so like it's like people like walk, like walking out to the pool going like oh shit a comedy show let me go go in and see what's yeah. up you know? yeah just wand wandering in <laughs> yeah. yeah no no stakes for them exactly exactly so that, that wasn't uh wasn't that dope but uh one thing that was funny i when i'm playing on like on, on the road and like you know sometimes you got to see what the crowd's about like see what they're feeling sure well, uh, they had told us it was supposed to be clean on that one and so i was like okay and sometimes people say that they'll say oh we want you to work clean and you get up there and you crack something dirty and the crowd laughs you're like oh yeah they, they didn't actually give a shit so right, right. i go up there and i have a little trick that i learned from a comic I toured with one time uh, the great Matt Sadler who was like he's, he said he was like he just asked the crowd he goes oh hey by the way did you guys sign up for the, the did you guys buy a ticket for the dirty show or the clean show and not, yeah. Yeah, 99% of the time the, yeah like I'm sure that, that dirty yeah, dirty yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that's Matt's like signature trick but that's, that's the first person I saw do it and so I've been using that on these lately and so at the Saratoga show in Wyoming I was like uh, hey are you guys here for the dirty show or the clean show and it was like quiet and then like two old people said clean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, God Sorry. damn it. Yeah, so that show was okay, but it wasn't that tight. But the Palisade Colorado show was insane, so much fun. Uh, and I wish we could have stayed in the town. It was like one of those things where like, the, the whole town wants to take you out for a drink afterwards. But like we had yep, to, I love that. Yeah, we had like like we were already running late for our show in, in Texas and we had to leave, so well, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I was also traveling this week. Uh, I was in Philadelphia this past weekend. Um, I did a show at Good Good Comedy Theater, which if you're listening to this and you live uh, 
close enough to Philadelphia and you like comedy, you should definitely check that place out. It was so much fun. Uh, it's like a comic run venue in downtown Philadelphia. So it's like they only book really great stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's like a super great vibe of the place. It's like very cheap to go to no two drink minimum. Like definitely check it out. I had so much fun there. Um, yeah. And I had like a really fun weekend. So yeah. I'm glad we both had fun weekends. Unfortunately, we're both very tired. Yeah. But yeah exhausted. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, this morning I, I was, uh, I, I, cause then after the, the Pflugerville show, which is like right outside of Austin for those not, uh, uh, in the know, uh, and my, my girlfriend lives uh, in Colleen, which is like an hour outside of Austin. So I, I had to go back to her. I went, well, not had to, I went to her house after the show and was supposed to be back at my you know day job here in Austin at 8 o'clock in the morning and I like woke up in clean at 745. <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit. Nice. Yeah, no, my boss was cool though. He's like, yeah, man, you're good. You just got out the road, take a day. So I was able to kind of relax and sit there and I went to Starseeds Cafe and drank coffee and studied for the episode like some kind of uh, prepared podcaster. Nice. Yep. Well, uh, I'm glad you got the day off because uh, we have we have a lot to do today. So this episode we're doing today is uh, kind of a compilation, I guess. Yeah, uh, I figured we, we would have some, like, a lot of people were sending us really cool stuff that was like, you know, funny and in the moment and like they weren't big enough for a full episode. So it was like, I, well, I'd like to, if we're going to talk about them, I'd like to talk about them now when they're still when they're still popping to use the, the nomenclature. And so, sure. uh, yeah, so we got to do like a current affairs, like a little roundup kind of episode. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, so not, we're not, not a deep dive today, but we're going to hit you with four uh, pretty cool stories of uh, bullshitters out there in the world. Uh, so, Kathy, I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off. Yeah, go for it. All right, all right. Oh, we do have a uh, – I'll, I'll get to it in one of these stories. It's um, kind of funny. I, I think somebody – I think one of the people writing these articles is a listener, I think. We'll see. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, so what I want to talk about first was uh, this one got sent to me by a uh, one of our Twitter followers. He tagged us in the article. Let me bring this up real quick to give proper due. Uh, it's about a rapper, so already I'm in. And Already going to be a good one. Already going to be a good one. When ra- rap when has a, oh, go ahead. When there's like a good, like charismatic personality at the center yes. of one of these, it always, always helps. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like way more, way more colorful. And also, like rap has such an aspirational, like quality to it that it's just, it's, it's funny. Like with, you know, the, the lengths that people will go, you know. And this was uh, was given to us by listener uh, uh, Eugene Butler at uh, E Butler for the Fourth uh, out there on Twitter. So um, get ready for all the tons of fan mail bud <laughs> but yeah i feel like rap is a really good place to look for these because it is like there's when you're when you're a like starting out rapper there's already sort of like uh an emphasis put on like hustling and stuff yes yes but part of it is you have to like project this image of success before you have success which yeah. is kind of the crux of a lot of the stories that we do on this podcast yeah so. and, and also like nobody um Nobody has like less respect. There's very few figures in the entertainment industry respected less than a rapper who hasn't made it yet. Like, oh yeah, for man, sure. Everybody has so much love in their hearts for like a scrappy group of five young guys, and they all got like an acoustic guitar. They're like, you know, we're just out here, you know, scraping by until the record company notices. That brings so much love and joy to people. But you tell people you're a rapper and you're not famous yet, the whole universe fucking hates you. <laughs> like it's just you're like, a punchline. Yeah, if you're yeah. like a DIY punk band or something. And people are like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. But if you're a rapper selling mixtapes out of your trunk, people are like, fuck you, man. You're yeah. an idiot. It's the worst. Yeah, dude. Like I remember, like one time, I got, I got, uh, I, I, I hopped into a friend of the show, Jake Flores' Twitter tiff with somebody, and uh, you know, his eternal Twitter, his tiff. eternal Twitter tiff, his ongoing, the ongoing Twitter tiff that is existence. Uh, <laughs> I hop in, and uh, this lady was just like, I said something to this lady who was, uh, you know, being mean to my friend Jake. <laughs> and she, sure. And she was like, yeah, whatever, Pat. Enjoy your fucking career as a rapper i was like ah <laughs> just yikes <laughs> yeah. yikes yeah and i was wondering like, i was like oh uh, you know i got all like you know it hurts you know because you're just like but but yeah if i was just like some lonely kid wandering a bus stop with a fucking acoustic guitar i'm, I'm, I'm a more romanticized figure and i think that's unfair exactly. guys it is Be, unfair it's racist yeah yeah it really is. it's what it is not what happens to me but <laughs> what happens to other people <laughs> true true yeah. true <laughs> yeah i will say what happens to me it's usually people who are 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 i think mad at the less white aspects of my outfit (laughs) they're looking at my shoes and they're not happy but uh (laughs) so yeah we're gonna tell you the story today about uh everybody's favorite baltimore
Baltimore up and coming rapper Chad Focus. Yeah, Chad so Focus. Great kind of, name. Yeah, kind of a cool name. I like that. I like it. I feel like I know what kind of rap he does. He does like intellectual backpack rap. <laughs> uh, I, sure. I would think. I would think so. I think here his entire intellectual um, budget is uh, wasted on like like this like aspirational kind of like self help shit. So I bet totally. if you listen to it, I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I, I haven't listened to the song. I wanted to break it out while we're recording and see what this guy's talking about. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's stories. So this is coming from a Daily Beast article uh, entitled "Fake It Till You Make It." Wannabe rapper stole four point one million on company credit card to build fake rap career. <laughs> oh, I love this guy. I love yeah. this guy already. Yeah. I'm on his side. Already a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I in the few times I've been entrusted with a company credit card, I haven't done anything too <laughs> stupid. But one time, I, I, I at my current job, I took a trip to Home Depot to buy, uh, you know, materials and shit. They have a uh, a card only line where you can't use cash and like at Home Depot. So I'm in that line. Uh-huh. I realize that I have no cash, but I want a Red Bull. So I put the Red Bull on the company credit card, and then I re- okay. <laughs> I returned the Red Bull, or I returned the card with the receipt and five dollars. And I was like, yo, I had to put. What the- an honor- Man you are. Thank you. And I say that to everybody who will take the time to listen. And uh, <laughs> and so I, I gave it him back with the, with the $5. And the, the, this is the old boss. Good guy. But at this point, we weren't getting along very well. He was like, what What do you mean? He's like, yeah. he's like, I was like, yeah, I wanted to get back in time, but I didn't want to get back in the line. So I just bought it. I got the $5. He's like, man, no, you can't put anything on the company credit card. I was like, but here's $5. Like, I just didn't. I, yeah. I didn't get. Why are you making this hard? Yeah, Why you're are you being weird, dude. Here? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so let's bring it back to Chad here. So, and this is by Will. I'm sure Chad used the same excuse for the 1.4 million. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Look, look, I got a receipt. <laughs> I gave you an IOU, and that's just as good as money. Um, so, it says here, uh, this is by Will Summer, by the way, this article. Until he faced a federal judge on Tuesday, Maryland rapper Chad Arrington looked like an artist on the rise. He had a giant billboard in Times Square that showed him surrounded with t- stacks of money. <laughs> which he, and Love it. Dozens more billboards all across Baltimore and Washington, D.C. under the name of his hip-hop alter ego, Chad Focus. One of Arrington's songs had earned more than 4 million views on YouTube and more than 180,000 people followed his posts on Instagram. He spent $65,000 on custom jewelry, including a custom bear-shaped pendant worth more than ten grand. I love ludicrous, stupid chains. Oh, the best. Yeah, it's like, yo, this is Bart Simpson and he's riding a seal. And you're just like, that's so badass. He costs more than a car. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> So uh, Arrington offered to share his secrets with his fans, boasting in one billboard, uh, on his billboard, I will teach you how to be rich. Now, here's one thing where he kind of doesn't, isn't the coolest dude. He also is like trying to sell his uh, ideas for success. Ah, okay, yeah. So he's like trying to be a rapper and like a Tony Robbins. Exactly, yeah, yeah, Tony Rappins. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, I will teach you how to be rich. According to prosecutors, though, Arrington's preferred method of getting rich involved committing multiple federal crimes, which, let's be honest, that's everyone's favorite way to get rich. It is not a bad way. It's not, it's It's time tested. Stay rich, like for your whole life, because you're going to get in trouble, but it's not, it's not a bad strategy, really, in the short term. It is a time, yeah, time tested strategy. People have been doing it for generations. Uh, in an indictment unsealed Tuesday, prosecutors say Arrington faked his entire rap career with $4.1 million stolen on his employee's company credit card. All of Arrington's uh, signs of rap industry success, the Instagram followers, the billboards, and the jewelry, was allegedly paid for with stolen money. Now, uh-huh. yeah, Arrington is being held in a Baltimore jail. Oh, God, that's, a, that's not a fun place. I've seen The Wire. Uh, he's yeah. facing identity theft and wire fraud charges. Arrington, 31, didn't respond for, to requests for comment. Yeah, it's also got. It's always got to be a guy in his 30s. Like People in their 20s, I, I think they want success, but they're not jaded enough to steal it yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he probably tried for all of his 20s, and it didn't work, yeah. and he was finally like, all right, yeah. fuck this. Been there, partner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also 31. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Do you know? How, do you know how many like? Uh, yeah. Do you know how many like personal convictions I've let go of in my 30s? <laughs> like, <it's laughs> oh my god, so many, so many. Yeah. So now Arrington is being held. Yeah, at a Baltimore County Jail. Uh, he did not respond to requests for comment. Uh, neither would I. Arrington allegedly bought fake YouTube views and Spotify plays and spent a hundred thousand dollars on just on hats for his alter ego that said "Focus" in big old letters. <laughs> wow, a hundred thousand dollars, six figures on a hundred thousand dollars on hats. Watch it be like like they're just really nice hats. He's like that's six hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get them custom made. There's a favorite. Like one of my favorite uh, quotes 
quotes from The Rock in the 90s when he was like doing a heel run and he was um, supposed to go up against Mankind for $100,000. And he goes, now The Rock was supposed to win $100,000. That's five new shirts for The Rock. Very good. That's really good. (laughs) Arrington even allegedly paid $125,000 to get tickets to his own concerts in an effort to inflate his popularity. That, yeah, man, that's the threat, the threat and playbook there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, well, this really is rap Jared Threat. Yeah, yeah this guy, dude, they should do a sick ass mashup album <laughs> of, of, yeah. of Threatened. What was this shit called? Break the Planet or Fuck the World or one of those stupid. Something like that. Yeah. Something <laughs> world. Yeah. Scowl at the sky. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> so, with help from four co- uh, co conspirators, Arrington allegedly spent millions on billboards and other efforts to boost his career. Arrington's plans weren't limited to rap. He allegedly spent thousands of dollars on hoverboards, which, yeah, (laughs) that's that's kind of stupid. Unless you're going to resell them. Yeah, I guess if you if you're this type of person, you probably know a lot of people that are into hoverboards. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I went to the store the other day. I was back home. I was in Colleen, and I went to the store and like I was on my phone and I had, like looked up, only to realize I was like elbow deep in a sea of like hoverboard kids. <laughs> it was like eleven. Oh no! Yeah, I was like, oh, oh oh shit, excuse me, and I just was like trapped. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> they circled me for an hour. No. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so they were limited to rap. He did buy hoverboards. He even spent tens of thousands of uh, uh, more money, more dollars to create a bike share company. So that's pretty cool. At least he had some. He's trying to yeah. invest the stolen money. Yeah, he's trying to give back. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. That. Um, I had uh, these girls from my hometown one time who uh, were. <laughs> These girls are hustlers. I, lo- I love the death. Shout out to them. They're both doing great in life right now. Uh, and but what back in the day, uh, this young GI dude was super interested in one of them. And so she was trying to get him to uh, bankroll a music website that she wanted to get off the ground because they wanted to start a business. And they ended up doing that. But like they wanted to start a business about like like where people come and share music and stuff. And they had this GI hook, line, and sinker getting ready to to give them like five grand to invest in the business. And they were, t- they were asking me if I knew anybody who designed websites. But we were running the stuff by the, her, her brother who I was friends with that's how I knew her and she goes yeah it's gonna be a website where people can like share music and do all this stuff and my boy just goes like MySpace music <laughs> and then, and she was like no no it's not like MySpace it's music it's different <laughs> way different super different <laughs> <laughs> anyways so uh yeah, so his, this was the scheme right here. So he, uh, Arrington's scheme relied on forged credit card statements to his employer, according to the indictment. He would allegedly, allegedly spent more than $1.5 million in company money at companies controlled by two co-conspirators, uh, who then kicked the money back to him so he could spend it on his music career. So here's what I think was going on. I believe he had his friends set up a shell company, and he was um, tabulating expenses through those companies that were somehow justified to the business and then getting reimbursed Uh through it for it by the business. He like signed his friend up as like a contractor for his job. Exactly. 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 Which like, that's like so common. Like if you like, like the the whole Tammany hall thing about them. Right. Yeah. Like they were like literally, that's what like military contractors are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all the same. Yeah. It's just, he's doing it on a smaller Uh scale. Yep. So, So, uh, yeah. So yeah, he he would spend the money on his rap career. Um, he then also allegedly hired uh, two co-conspirators to edit the real credit card statements to fool his employer. Yeah, and then he would forge his employee signature to make sure the company kept paying the bills. Arrington left copious records of the fraud scheme, according to prosecutors. Arrington titled one such email to a co-conspirator, <laughs> classified work shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, nice. and, and work shit is, uh, for some reason, uh, SH in shit is capitalized. Maybe that's a typo, or that could be secret for its extra secret because it's shh, like hey, <laughs> like this is <laughs> yeah, this is classified work. Shh, it, and that's uh, that's how he knows to keep it super under locks. Keep it hush hush. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in another email, Arrington purportedly urged his associate to falsify a credit card statement. He said, "After this clean job, we can get to the emojis and have some fun." <laughs> this guy sounds like a cool guy. I like it. Yeah. I'm telling you, stealing from your job, I stealing from your job to fund your creative pursuit is like, a, as far as scams go, a very noble yes. scam. I, think. I, I, in my early days of the podcast here, when you uh, for those uh, OG listeners or people b- burning through the back catalog, just know the majority of what you hear me say on that is written. Um, 
on Gordo's dime and sitting in one of their food trucks, not Absolutely. doing my job. All right. And if you, you, yeah, like stealing material stuff or money from your job is like dicey, but like steal as much time yes, as you to, yeah, can. Take the, cause yeah, hey, here, here's a life hack. That's your time. All right. That's not their that time. Is your that's time. your time. Exactly. Yeah. My, you get paid for your work. Yeah. So you, if you do your work and you finish your work in a timely manner, the rest of the time is your time. Yes. Also be aware of how much they're paying you per hour and be aware of how much work you think you've done that hour if you're like exactly. if you get paid 12 an hour and you're like you know what i definitely surpassed 12 bucks of work this hour i'm taking the next exactly. 15 minutes off hell yeah yeah and then take the first 15 minutes off out of the next hour because you know why because you're you man like, you you are you and this is your time 12 dollars an hour that buys you about i would say 20 minutes of work an hour the yeah. rest of that 40 do what you want yeah with it. exactly that is that's that's yours that that is yours bb so um yeah, then he, like, my first, hell, all of my original comedy shit was written when I worked for AT&T, and we had a, a, a busy store, and then a booth location that got zero traffic, unless you really, like, hustled, so yep. I didn't do Guess shit. Guess where you were. Yeah, I, yep. I sat at the booth location and just wrote, yeah. So, uh, Arrington spent hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time promoting his career. Uh, he actually paid more than 300 grand to contractors on the gig economy site, Fiverr. So, hats off to him. Wow. This dude's out there putting 300 grand out out in circulation on Fiverr. Okay, that's guys. That's folks like us. This guy's Dr this guy's a job creator yeah, for freelancers. For sure, for sure. Uh, now, after, according to prosecutors, after they promised that they could uh, promote his music on the industry charts, yeah, he hit three hundred grand. Interestingly enough, Arrington claimed less than a week ago on Instagram that he could make an album go to the top of chart the charts with exactly three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Let's rock this. <laughs> Arrington allegedly urged one company that had offered to buy his fake buy him fake Instagram followers. Um, Arrington's indictment offered. A glimpse into the world of fake social media statistics. At one point, prosecutors say Arrington spent seventy grand with a single company to boost his rap industry profile. He spent uh, over a thousand dollars, oh, one thousand one hundred nineteen dollars per one hundred thousand YouTube videos. Is that followers? Or or one, one, one hundred thousand YouTube followers. Followers. Probably. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Or views. Yeah, what I, I think they put videos instead of views. And then he, um, uh, according to the indictment, he would pay two grand for two hundred fifty thousand Spotify streams and fifteen hundred bucks for fifteen thousand Instagram followers. Um, even before his arrest, Arrington was notorious in the Mid Atlantic area for his ubiquitous, confusing billboards and ads that uh, that he would put up at bus stops. Uh, and these are pretty crazy. Like the the one that says, "I want to teach you how to be rich." It's just it's an alien, like a like a like an alien that definitely was drawn by some guy on Fiverr. It's an alien in a business suit and it just says I want to teach you how to be rich and it says Chad focus and then it has another question that just says how much would you pay to be rich <laughs> I mean good question yeah good question yeah and then uh yeah, and then so like he had a bunch of billboards around that were just like him facing off with his alter ego Chad Focus, so it's Chad Arrington and Chad Focus, uh, and and that's deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is like, by the way, one of the most tired ass like tropes in hip hop uh, album promotion. It's like you know, on this one, I thought it was really just Ti versus Tip. On this one, yeah. it really <laughs> was just Eminem versus Slim Shady. You know, it's just it's it's yeah. the most tired ass thing. And so, um, yeah, so like they had this one that was going around where it's just like him like. Facing off with his other self, who was just him in sunglasses. Um, Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> One billboard just said, "Who will be the president of 2024?" Without any further explanation or insight or context. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to generate some dialogue. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah, just trying to get people talking, man. And that's really isn't that all we can do at this point? Um, right now, here's what I did try to find, and I couldn't find anything about was exactly um, was how they. Uh, how exactly they um, caught him. I couldn't find that at all, actually, in anything. Like, it was like, did he slip up? I mean, I guess his company, they don't even say what his company was, like what his job was. I think that it has to do with the behest of the company. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They probably want to keep this out of uh, out of the papers, which is yeah. kind of a bummer because I am I am very curious. Yeah. But a, well, a LinkedIn profile that I just found this a LinkedIn profile uh, lists his employer um, as company one as Money Map Press, a subsidiary of the local financial publishing giant, the Agora Companies. A representative with Agora did not return multiple requests for comments, so maybe he did work for them. It sounds like yeah, it's a probably. Yeah, financial publishing agent. I'm sure they have plenty of capital and stuff on hand. Uh, yeah, now this is, uh, he does have a song uh, that, that got pretty big on, it got to number 40 on the Billboard charts. Uh, it's called Dance With Me. 
Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw it up on a listen because we don't know how he got caught. So we'll just ride out on this segment to the hot hit uh, Dance With Me by Chad Focus. Can't wait to hear it. All right, guys, go check this video out. It's, it's nothing revolutionary, but it's definitely just him with a bunch of girls. I don't hate it, honestly. What's that? It sounds all right. I don't hate it, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely sounds just like digestible-ass pop rap. Sure. Yeah, he's doing a little crooning. There's a lot of dancing. Um, there's a, just a preponderance of butts. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, yeah, he he bought himself he bought himself a goddamn rap video. That's exactly what's going on here. Well, best of luck to best him in jail. Luck, yeah. I hope he gets out. Yeah. Uh, I I think he did nothing wrong. Yeah, free ch- free Chad folks. Yeah, guys, when you, yeah, tweet us tweet us. This one's gonna go out. This is a this is a, a general population a gin pop episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's what that. So I think we're gonna start calling the Patreon protective custody and <laughs> the regular episodes gin pop. Gin pop. Anyways, Love it. This is a gin pop episode. Please ch- get the word out. Free Chad Arrington. Free Chad Focus or uh, hashtag Focus. Chad Focus did nothing wrong <laughs> thank you yeah i appreciate it yeah 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 uh, well yeah yeah so that's uh, a, good luck that's him. a story yeah yeah go check him out i don't know buy his shit and if he tries to sell you on like a like a seminar on how to like use facebook effectively to make your record pop don't buy that but steal money from your day yeah, job yeah, yeah. and buy followers <laughs> yes yeah it's pretty clear cut that's uh, that's what you do in 2019 so that's the chad focus <laughs> tale right there folks Sweet. Um, well, yeah. So I will. I will go next. I don't know how many of these we're gonna get through because uh, th- that was pretty long. Yeah, but, uh, sorry about that one. <laughs> no, don't apologize. It's a great story. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to. I'm glad we got to cover it. Um, this one will probably be a little shorter. I don't have a ton of information about this because this happened uh, in the Philippines. Um, so this is a news story from uh, Manila, um, and it's about. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, raided this uh, Filipino ministry. Uh, this was earlier today. This like just happened. So um, apparently, there's this religious group in the Philippines. I think they're based in like a pretty rural part of the country. Yeah. Um, so the Philippines is like I don't know a ton about it, obviously, because I'm stupid. But like. <laughs> My understanding is that like Manila is really big um, and then a lot of the rest of the country, it's all islands and it's a lot of them are like very mountainous. So yeah. there's actually a lot of like rural places there. Yeah, that checks um, out. I, I, would, I, I would say that sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, so uh, this, what happened was there's this um, religious group called Kappa Ministry um, and Kappa, its full name is in this article, and I'm about to find it. Uh, okay, so Kappa is short for uh, Kabas Padatuan. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah, of course, <laughs> we all know. Um, so Kabas Padatuan, uh, it's, it means enrich the poor in the local language of uh, this place where it's based, which is uh, Surigao del Sur, uh, Bislig City. So... Basically, they're uh, pretending to be a religious group. Hello? Bizlixity. Yeah, Bizlixity. Yeah, you got your boy Bizlixity. Sorry. Anyways, carry on. I apologize. (laughs) No, it's okay. Uh, Yeah, so there's this, like, religious group. They filed for, like, the uh, sort of, like, tax-exempt religion status in the Philippines uh, a couple years ago, and uh, they were just kind of operating as, like, a local ministry, and I feel like there are a lot of these types of places in countries like the Philippines where you have, um, it's like a former colony, you know, like a former colonized state where there are a lot of really rich, a lot of really poor people who are very religious. So, like, when we talk about like evangelicals in the states, like that's its own thing. But in a lot of countries that were former colonies of like Western countries, yeah. there's like a ton of evangelical activity, and I think yeah. the Philippines are like a hotbed of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though they're they're like mostly Catholic, but it, there's like this like brand of sort of New Agey evangelical Catholicism that sort of takes root in these places. Well, yeah, I remember growing up in like a, in a Southern Baptist church. We would always I, we would get these like 
um, like James Dobson focused on the family, like international Christian news bullshit ass little flyers, and uh, mm-hmm. they would say like, but yeah, like a big thing that was always like fun the fun the missionaries that are overseas and a lot of them were like in east uh, in eastern asian countries and uh, yep. the thing was like they were fighting against persecution uh was the thing right. like, yeah and, and the, it was like because you know there was people legitimately you know getting uh fucked up but that was definitely they definitely wanted to paint the picture that like yo like christians are getting persecuted like it's it's a national global emergency that you need to respond to with money <laughs> like, so, right yeah. exactly yeah um which like in some, this is like what's sort of interesting about the story. I'll get to it. But uh, so apparently, this Kappa ministry, they've been raided by the SEC because, in addition to being uh, a religious group, as they were claiming, um, they were also soliciting quote unquote donations from their congregation, um, promising returns on those donations of as high as 30% per month. Um, it was like an investment church. Yeah, so, you, so they were basically... We, we passed the plate back. Exactly. That's, like, kind of what they're going yeah. for. So it's like, you know, you're giving us this money, uh, and it's we're blessed, and so we'll help you. And the, our church is called Enrich the Poor. Yeah. That's our whole thing. So we're going to enrich enrich you, and you're going to be uh, get this monthly interest rate back, which they referred to, again, as blessings, that oh, they were man. like, we'll be blessed. I... I <sighs> Uh, red flag fucking like like that's like, a red flag cannon like a t-shirt cannon that shoots red flags is some people right. start talking about monetary amounts and referring to them as blessings like yeah, yeah. get out while you can yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah time to bail <laughs> a, a religious group that formed two years ago that is trying to get you to invest in it yeah. is probably not like on the up and up <laughs> um so uh yeah so they they were promised this 30% interest. Um, The news article I'm reading says, in comparison, the top performing mutual fund in the Philippines only yields a return of about 9% a year. (laughs) So clearly like a a false promise. Um, And so this church is actually really, really big. They had 5 million members in this state where they were based. Um, And they were, uh, the minimum investment for this thing was 10,000 Filipino pesos, which I'm about to do the conversion rate. Um, Conversion to Philippine peso. This is great audio. I apologize. Okay, so like ten thousand Philippine pesos is about two hundred U.S. dollars. So not a super high amount. Yeah. But you're talking about a poor part of this country. You're also talking about five million people yeah, all yeah. giving two hundred dollars, yeah. which is a lot of fucking yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's this huge um, allegation. They just got raided today. Um, the Kappa Ministries founder, whose name is Joel Apolinario, uh, denied the allegations. He said this whole thing is like, yeah, our whole ministry is to help poor people, to uplift poor people. Yeah. So, like, we're trying to help them. We're trying to get them to invest their money in, you know, yeah. like. Uh, is, this, is this Joel? Uh, what's his name? Joel what? Uh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is, it, is this guy Joel Apinario or whatever? Is that just uh, Joel Osteen with like some like uh, like a tan and like a, a wig? Is that what's going on? Over right. There? Yeah. Yeah. He's doing he's doing Filipino face yeah, yeah, to try yeah. to get these people. Hi, I am like, so Filipino. I just am very <laughs> Filipino. I love these like crooked evangelical guys. My favorite one is um, Creflo Dollar. Oh yeah, Do you know yeah, him? yeah. He 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 brings just, a touch of the old school where you're like, I didn't yeah. think people like that could still convince anyone of anything anymore. <laughs> like, right. It's it's incredible. Like also just that his name is Creflo yeah, Dollar yeah. is like <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, so this guy's just one of these guys. But like, I do wonder too. I mean, this sounds very uh, very cut and dried investment scam. Like yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine this is anything but what it sounds yeah. like. But at the same time, th- like this, this was ordered by President Duterte in the Philippines, who is like a psycho. Yeah. Like the the Filipino government right now is run by like it, like Trump times a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like, and, and, it's and, fucking crazy over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an insane time to be, uh, insane place to be over there if you're. If you're literally anyone, because it's like you know, not just not just is it hard for like you know people like persecuted groups and stuff, but like there's so many human behaviors that you just take for granted that would literally get you murdered over there. You know, like you know, like like you know being being too drunk, smoking a little bit of weed, anything like that. Like it, it's uh it's it's a, it's a death sentence. 
it's yeah i mean his like duterte's whole thing was like yeah you you can just kill drug dealers now oh, like it's fucking insane that yeah so and, and so he like he, he ordered this he ordered the crackdown on these guys yeah, yeah. he ordered the crackdown on these guys so like this all sounds like what it is, but it's also like, maybe it's not what it is. Maybe this is like, he's crushing a dissident group that was helping poor people. Yeah. It's possible. It seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Because this seems like just a scam because like these scams exist everywhere. Yeah. And, even and that in interest countries. rate return number, like that's the part where, it, where it's, it, it's like, I think that, right. that, that, that's, uh, that, that shows their hand right there is the fact that they're offering an impossible return. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if all of this is what it says to be, like, I, I think it's pretty likely that it is. Yeah. And, like, granted, when you live in a, an extremely unstable country or extremely unstable place, um, th these scams thrive in that environment. Yeah. So, like, the fact that the president of the Philippines is crazy doesn't mean that this isn't a scam. Because, like, if you think about it, like, it's it's so similar to what's going on over here in this, like hyper late stage capitalism we're living in where everyone's involved in pyramid schemes because like the, it's so unstable nobody has like yeah. guaranteed income for their life or a career or anything yeah, people will, so like willing to take that risk and, and, and listen to that bullshit pitch exactly yeah. but so i think it's probably what it sounds like uh kappa ministry sounds like a real a real uh shit bag of an organization yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah we'll uh we'll keep you up yeah, we'll keep, yeah if you guys hear anything let it let us know about that and like that's one of those things where like it's like you don't like uh duterte but like you know like if, if he's going after these guys it's like ah, well you know but then again he's probably gonna go after these guys in a way that like i would never imagine you know i would never be like oh yeah that that's a reasonably going after someone i'm sure that's like this might right. entail a death sentence for these guys that's right uh, like a, a stop clock is right twice a day yeah. it doesn't mean this yeah thing, yeah but. yeah exactly exactly man that's uh that's that's nuts well shout out to everybody over there in, in uh in the philippines and if you have fallen victim to this church don't take any <laughs> sudden promotions okay yeah because <laughs> yeah, because they're yeah that's one of those things it's like it's like you know like hey man i just shot right up the ranks i went from you know i went from this uh low, lowly investor and parishioner and now i am the ceo that yeah don't take that job yeah Get out. Yeah. Get out while you can. <laughs> Man, okay. All right, so uh, moving on, I was going to talk to... Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I was going to sit here and talk to you about... Oh, yeah, some other people that are... Uh, you know, well, no surprise here. We're talking about some more, some more liars. But, um, yeah, this one... Um, th these guys I'm about to talk to you about uh, are kind of like... As you know, like people are looking for more alternative forms of energy these days, uh, clean energy, and companies are sure. emptying, you know, throwing all sorts of money and capital into those to be like the next big, the big pop in the clean energy movement. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, this I, I, this was brought to us our attention also by uh, an alert listener who I this one I don't remember who showed it to us, and I'm sorry about that uh, person out there who means way more than I just uh, implied. Um, <laughs> So this one was about a, a couple who the feds say scanned Berkshire Hathaway for millions. And Berkshire Hathaway is Warren Buffett's investment house. Yeah. Yep. So um, this starts off with a guy named Jeff Karpov. Fun fact, I grew up with a guy named Jeff Karpov. Hey, Jeff, I know you're what? Yeah, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. That's a crazy name. That's a very weird coincidence. Yeah, his was, this, this guy's C-A-R-P-O-F-F, -F, and uh, Jeff is a, is a K-A-R-P-O-F. So okay, yeah, yeah, not no relation. Yeah, Jeff Karpov, loved him to death. Uh, saw me in my hometown one time, like a night before I had a show there, and I said, "Hey, are you gonna come tomorrow?" And he said, "Huh, I don't know. Can I come if I like guns?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, fucking sure, man. Uh, you can't bring it, but like you can, you can like <laughs> them all you want." I can't. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so shout out Jeff. Anyways, so. Uh, Jeff Karpov had a lot to celebrate as friends and business associates gathered at his company's Christmas party last year. The one-time auto mechanic and his wife, Paulette, had started a solar company about a decade earlier that was doing remarkably well. So well that it counted Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Incorporate, Incorporated as an investor. Their business, uh, making mobile, mobile solar generators, had afforded them lavish goodies. They owned more than 90 cars, from classic Fords and Plymouths to Bentleys, and at least 20 properties, and even a professional baseball team in Martinez, just north of San Francisco. Um, 
Now, and now, as the year came to a close, and here, man, if this guy shows up, if, if the person you're doing business with can afford to have this, not only afford to have this guy at their party, but also have the inclination to book him, they're full of shit. Mm. Here we go. And now, as the year came to a close, here was Pitbull, the rapper from Miami, headlining their Christmas party. <laughs> oh, dude. Pitbull, do, I feel like, I love Pitbull. I feel like he only does private uh, gigs for like the worst people yeah, yeah. on earth. If someone has the inclination to book Pitbull for a private party, get out. They they, they shouldn't have yeah. that money. <laughs> exactly. Like it's ill gotten. It yeah. is absolutely ill gotten. Yeah. It, 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 it's just like having, like if you see somebody with like, you know, a solid gold Rolex Rolex. I don't know. Just it's, it's it's a luxury item that no sane person actually ever wants. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. If Pitbull it's you're you're just like you're you're just trying to like show off that you have money. Yeah. You have no like, <laughs> yeah. and and you and it's because you know that you will eventually be brought down. Yeah, yeah you yeah, will yeah. eventually <laughs> be brought to your knees. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting in a white collar prison, you know, in between racquetball games, sitting there like you know, I never got pitbull. I never got like everybody else in the white collar prison is like you never got pitbull like, we, we all got pitbull oh, it's like, yeah he's like sorry you can't sit with us anymore yeah. at the <laughs> gym lunch table yeah and then you get whatever the, their version of shanking is so yeah so yeah so pitbull is performing it's in Miami he's headlining their Christmas party at a swanky Fairmont hotel according to people familiar with the matter the event tweeted by Kyle Larson a race car driver once sponsored by the Karpov company was said it was the best holiday party I've ever been to by far uh, it's a Kyle thing to say sure. uh, Kyle but in fact Kyle's love pitbull so uh, <laughs> a few days later when FBI agents showed up at their front door the Karpov's extravagant life came crashing down it was an edifice largely built on an alleged fraud a Ponzi type scheme in essence say federal authorities that was elaborate uh, that was as elaborate and brazen as their spending habits see their company DC Solar is now out of business but most of its hundred strong workforce are now unemployed which that sucks too like when you make a fake company you imply you employ real people so keep that in mind crooks yeah yeah. Um, their home in Martinez, a sprawling 4,100 square foot affair, is in foreclosure. The swimming pool is littered with leaves, which I think is the real tragedy in all of this. <laughs> uh, when the agents came knocking on that day in late December, they took many of the luxury cars. They also seized a pile of cash, $1.8 million in cash, and th that they had been sec secreted away in one of the couple's offices. And I love these people. That, I feel like that is in itself like a flex just because like 1.8 million in cash takes up so much space yeah. the fact that you can hide it in your office means like not only do you have that money but your office is huge. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> it's, yeah it's it's it's, it's a, a it's a flex that cycles in on itself it's like you had to flex with how much money you have and to handle that flex you had to flex with the size of your office to <laughs> to contain the size of your initial flex it's just it's it's like the perpetual motion machine of flexing exactly yeah. exactly it's it's the russian nesting dolls of flexing. <laughs> of flexing oh man and these people i love these people um what they look like i think i mentioned this on a previous episode um among my favorite people in the world um and also least favorite because sometimes they, they they bring their political views with them too but is white trash that married up I, i'm just i'm so fascinated with those people they're the best uh oh Pat have you ever seen the movie the queen of versailles no oh my god you would love it i think it's still on netflix okay it's incredible it's a documentary about um this couple the woman is sort of like yeah she's like from very modest beginnings and she married this guy who made all his money in timeshares and it's about them in the process of building this house in Florida that is the it's going to be the biggest house that has ever been built, like the biggest single family home yeah. ever built. And they're trying to build this house. And in the midst of the documentary, the housing crisis happens oh, like shit. The, the real estate bubble bursts and the economy collapsed and they run out of money. It is so good. Oh, like, man, that does sound tight. You're. Yeah, like Pat, you would love it. If you like our podcast, you would love The Queen of Versailles. It's really good. It. Anyway, it just reminded yeah. me of that because it's like, like kind of, you know, uh, lower working class yeah. white woman marries like, uh, marries this like asshole billionaire yeah. guy. It's, 
very good. Oh, man, that's what's up. Yeah, check it out. And if anybody out there listening, give me your email password. I'll check it out. Your Netflix password. I'll go to it now. <laughs> I have Netflix. I afford myself that luxury. Uh, speaking of flexes. Yeah, speaking of flexes. Yeah, your boy's got the big three. I got the Hulu. I got the Netflix. <laughs> I got the HBO Now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> HBO Now is us in the no call. Haba Now is what I, it's, that's actually how it's pronounced. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the the, the car, yeah, that's what they look like. They're 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 here at one point. They're hosting like at like a fucking NASCAR event, and they just look like they look at the guy that owns the tile company. My best friend Ian works at. <laughs> like, just, yeah. So the Karpoffs, authorities contend, had managed to parlay a do good incentive to encourage solar investments into an eight hundred million dollar fraud scheme. So these guys were almost hitting the big B, close to the billion, uh, promising big federal tax credits and profits. Their pitch enticed uh, sophisticated investors, even though it came from an enterprise. Little known outside of California and the car racing world. You see, not only did Berkshire bite, because what they would do is they'd make these solar, portable solar panels that would like, tr- uh, that were like, like, like essentially like lighting units for like sporting events is what they made. Uh-huh. And I guess those were like heavily used like in NASCAR and they had like a big sponsorship within, within like NASCAR right. racing events. So, and those things are like very, they're very ripe for scamming because you can get a lot of like tax breaks. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and like the government will like give you startup capital to install them and then you pay them back. Yeah. So there's like large sums of money, contracts, loans, uh, tax breaks. Like there's a lot of ways that you can be fraudulent yeah. uh, in in this business at this point. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And like, and so yeah, it's 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 just like it's crazy when you watch any other industry like blow up from like the you know the jump street. It's like like I remember like when like e-cig started out and it was all these little weird ass companies you never heard before. And then you know like eventually they became a big enough threat. The tobacco companies bought them, and now they're you know everywhere you go you have the you know the the e-cig that you like and that you want, and it's all just you know it's like these cats get into get in at the, at the beginning of an industry and you can just you know control it and own it and make a lot of money so yep uh yeah yeah so dc's uh yeah the company was it was called you know dc solar and the company was supposed to use the money to build mobile generators which supply power at sporting events and other outdoor venues but evidence suggested that dc solar engaged in nearly no legitimate business the government said uh the company built and leased only a fraction of the more than twelve thousand mobile units it claimed were in use uh instead the company allegedly used much of the money from new investors to pay off old ones literally the oldest trick in the book and to fund the couple's spending dc solar's precipitous fall is now forcing many of the investors to take charges on tax breaks that they thought were worth millions of dollars so it's like it's hard, it's hard to feel sorry for berkshire hathaway but like i guess you know the, the, the one way i guess i could like uh, apply some like shred of victimhood is that is capital that could have like actually gone towards something useful in, in the in the clean energy game that didn't you know yeah yeah totally yeah. So uh, the company built and leased, yeah, only, only a fraction. Um, the, and, and they said that the, uh, yeah, the fall is forcing investors to take charges on tax breaks they thought were worth millions of dollars. It's also putting the spotlight on the federal tax credit, which since 2006 has helped fuel sol- solar surge from an alternative electrical resource to the U.S. mainstream. So again, so now, like, in, in a time probably where we need it more than ever, you have this huge stain that the enemies of, you know, clean energy can now be like, look, look, no, we tried it once, and right. those dipshits from fucking Florida or wherever, like, to use... Exactly, those crooked environmentalists. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I mean, we can... Say that the the Karpoffs are not environmentalists <laughs> in the slightest. Um, also, yeah, nobody who hires Pitbull cares about the environment. And that's just a fact. That is true. That yeah. is yeah. That guy's footprint uh, is unreal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Pitbull travels everywhere in a private. Yeah, day, so. <laughs> yeah just to the store. Exactly everywhere. Uh, the, he is not environmentally conscious. My favorite thing of all time is when Pitbull got sent to Alaska. Did you? Oh yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. That was just great. such a yeah, such a great time in internet history. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so yeah, they said having that. Um, they, they said the program has been largely free of ir- irregularities. The DC Solar Tale now stands as a warning sign of how investors, perhaps too hungry for the credits, may be lax in scrutinizing the health of the underlying businesses. Uh, they said having that pot of money incentivizes this type of behavior, and uh, that's uh, Nicholas Loris, an economist at the conservative-leaning Heritage Foundation think tank. He said sometimes it's difficult to catch this behavior because of the intricacy of the way these policies are woven into our energy markets. Um, Karpov did
did not respond to inquiries about this. His attorney, however, said that DC Solutions was an innovative, substantial, and credible solar energy business. It manufactured thousands of mobile solar generators, which were examined and physically delivered. Any allegation that there was a Ponzi scheme or anything illegal about the operation of the business is without merit. They're making it all up, guys. This is, we just. I really like that they're just like, we definitely made them. Yeah. They were physically yeah. a yeah, thing. Yeah. They, they were 100% <laughs> yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's very there funny. There were boxes <laughs> delivered that were marked containing <laughs> a solar unit. Exactly. Okay, so tell me they're not real. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway said that it would more than likely or not that the tax benefits it received from certain investments from 2015 to 2018 were invalid. Uh, The company did take a $377 million charge in the first quarter to reverse the tax benefit. Um, Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of money. Shit. (laughs) And so uh, let's see. Get down to the yeah, basically the 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 rest of that's like legalese. But the background, this guy was just a, he was a mechanic. This guy Jeff Karpov was a mechanic for several years, uh, and he had been uh, running a car repair company that serviced Land Rovers and Jaguars. Uh, so the clientele mm-hmm. that would bring those in, he started like rubbing shoulders with the higher uh, the elites in his area. And next thing you know, he's getting them to invest in his uh, DC solar company. And he said that the 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 advantage was that Karpov offered portable units rather than diesel generators that could be placed on wheeled trailers. So, you know, necessity, mother of invention. Uh, within a short time, they were doing over $60 million in sales. And then it was just, you know, they they really pimped that uh, that energy credit. And, uh, yeah, currently yeah. they're sitting there. Um, you know, they're still it's still in litigation. Uh, hasn't really uh, reached a, a uh, conclusion yet. But a little bit of the spending habit stuff on these guys. Uh, they did spend, let's see, they spent $105,000 for a 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. Uh, almost two hundred grand for a 67 Ford Mustang GT500 Super Snake. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, again, Pitbull. <laughs> you know, like, these guys were really yeah. living it up. And the dude, every picture I see of him, he just has, like, it looks like a button-down Walmart shirt. He definitely has a sunglass tan on his face and a fucking NASCAR hat. <laughs> like, just don't, like, right. I know this guy. These, these are my friend's dads. I would never give them $365 million. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that it is, like, something that is in an industry that is, like, really important and necessary and, like, does deserve to be subsidized. You know, it's just like, unfortunately, when you do have those kind of subsidies, people are going to be crooked and take advantage of them, which is why you need to have a lot of like uh, you have to have even more bureaucracy because you have to have people checking and make sure all those claims are legitimate and stuff. And like, you know, I feel like people are too. too hard on bureaucracy because you know what bureaucracy is it's a bunch of day jobs that people can steal time yeah from. and that's <laughs> yeah what, that's good what, we want yeah that. yeah one funny thing to deliver this on uh investigators said that they did find they did find many generators though not where the company claimed apparently uh they just took gps locators and put them in various places and said yeah that's where that's a generator <laughs> oh that rules <laughs> and after the offices were cleaned out everything went to auction um the the last thing that was sitting in the darkened reception area, just one item still visible, a lone silver Christmas tree from the Pitbull party. That's all they got left. So Aww. yeah, yeah, a very Pitbull Christmas. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was that was sad. That was uh, that was almost as sad as uh, I believe your next topic that you were going to bring up. Um, yeah. Um, so this is like this is not really uh, a new story or anything. It's just an article that was published recently, and it's about my favorite topic. So I did want to talk about it a little bit. Again, this will be relatively brief, but um, so we've t- we've talked about this on the show. We've talked about individual cases of this, um, but uh, the Atlantic recently published an article about the phenomenon of people on the internet faking cancer, yeah. um, which is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> I can't get enough. I love it. So, um, yeah, this article is called The Internet Has a Cancer Faking Problem. And uh, the thing that I really wanted to talk about here um, is mostly just at how staggeringly common it is um, that this is like it, it seems really like it's motivated by kind of a number of different things. Um so th- this article talks about mostly Facebook groups. There's a lot of Facebook groups uh, that are basically support groups for people who are dealing with different types of cancer. Yeah. There, some of them are more broad, but a lot of them are kind of specified to like metastatic breast cancer or, you know, like 
leukemia or whatever, like parents of like, they're usually pretty specific because, um, there's a lot of people with cancer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. uh, so a, a lot of these groups are like really become people's support system. Like the article says that, um, the members of these Facebook groups, um, they comfort one another. They organize fundraisers. They often end up coordinating visits to people who are alone at the end of their lives. So they become like a really important part of these people's lives. Um, but because of this, like they are sort of an unconditional source of support and attention for people in these groups. And like, obviously you have to be suffering in a really horrible way to receive that attention unless you're going to fake it. And it happens all the time. So like the woman who wrote this article, she spoke to, I think 15 people who were involved in these cancer Facebook groups in different ones. And all of them said that they had experienced somebody getting outed for faking in their, in their groups. And there are like a number of reasons why. So like some people do it for money. Some people are, and and when they do that, that's malingering. That's what that's called. And it's basically like, um, like the woman we talked about on our show, Abby Arthur, uh, you set up a GoFundMe and you can make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And these Facebook groups are part of that. Like the woman that the article opens talking about, um, she, her name was Marissa Marchand and she was like an incredibly active member of this breast cancer Facebook group. And, um, she like had this crazy story. Uh, she, uh, you know, would post pictures of herself bald from chemotherapy and wearing an IV and all this stuff. And people sent her a lot of stuff. Like they sent her money. They sent her, um, these really nice expensive wigs because she was bald from chemotherapy allegedly. Um, and then like her story started getting crazier and crazier which often happens with people with with munchausen yeah, yeah, stuff is yeah, that like yeah. you know what, what's what's crazy like is and, and, and i don't know how often this particular like order of events happens but um if somebody like in, ingratiates themselves into that group just as being like a supportive person and a, and a member who's there because they don't have a disease but they're there to support maybe they had a family member or whatever and then like after mm-hmm. like a year of like being active in it then they come down with the disease that the group is 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 there for i, I for I thought that's what you were saying right, happened, but right. I was like, like you, you like you feel that would like cause a red flag or whatever. But just like, hey guys, you know, I've been here the last year and a half talking about uh, testicular cancer. Well, guess what? I guess I willed it into existence because I have it too. And like, uh, yeah. right? What are the yeah. odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. So this isn't that. This oh, woman okay. was saying she was she was ill the whole okay. time, but her story started getting crazier. Like she said, at one point she she posted about how her dog had been shot, which is like <laughs> fucking crazy. Like our pets' heads just, are falling off. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just read a book uh, about Munchausen because it it interests me so much. Um, <clears throat> And, like, apparently this is, like, a very common um, sort of red flag is, like, not only do they have, um, like, a terminal illness or something, but also, like, everything else in their life is fucking crazy, too. Like, that, like, that, all that stuff kind of goes together. So that's what, that is, like, a big red flag. Um, But she was posting, she, you know, things started getting worse and worse, and then she she eventually stopped posting, and everybody thought she passed away. Um, In the meantime, she was actually uh, found out, and uh, she was arrested in Colorado because of her fraud over, like, GoFundMe and accepting donations and stuff like that. So... You know, like that it happens all the time. Um, But another thing I I wanted to talk about this just because it it, the the fact that it is so common really surprised me. Like, I I know it it does happen on the Internet and stuff sometimes. But like the fact that it has happened in every group that this woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like about um, it's also interesting to me that uh, like why cancer in particular um, is something that people tend to fake a lot. Yeah. Um, and again, like there's, um, malingering, which is doing it for money. There's Munchausen by internet that is doing it sort of for the, the care, the nurturance, the like people yeah. giving you attention, you know, all that stuff. So, um, uh, 
this guy, Dr. Feldman, who wrote um, the book that I read, and I'm trying to get the name of the book because I read it on uh, a Kindle, and I can't remember what it's called. It was called Playing Sick, Untangling the Web of Munchausen Syndrome, and it's by Dr. Mark Feldman. So he's interviewed in this article, um, and he says that... uh, People with Munchausen might gravitate toward cancer because it is mentioned on almost a daily basis in life and popular culture just because it's so yeah. common. So it's like people are familiar it's, with it. It has name recognition. It's, so, it's, it's like such a nod to human nature. Like, oh yeah, the disease where you lie all the time? Pretty fucking common, actually. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Turns out. Uh, believe it or not, the disease that makes people yeah, shitty. And, and is, now what's uh, the level of self-reporting on Munchausen syndrome? <laughs> actually in the book i read there were some um there were some case studies where that were written by people who had admitted it and gotten therapy which was like very encouraging yeah it seems like like, i don't it seems like that would be like like one of the least common mental illnesses like for someone to be like you know what and then i got it under control you know and like it's way more common when people are confronted with it to double down um but yeah so so feldman says um you know it's because people know about cancer it's also really easy because um, it does not have any early signs. Like you, you know, like when you're diagnosed with cancer, you don't need to be displaying symptoms. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, common yeah. to be symptoms. Uh, also, the huge variation in lifespan. So, you know, a lot of people live with it for a very long time. Um, the possibility of reappearing bouts and remissions, it getting better and worse, kind of at wi- at will. <laughs> that seemed to fucking um, seem to go hand in hand with like income tax season and shit. <laughs> Right. It's really easy to be like, oh, it's I, I'm I've you know yeah. I was in remission, yeah. but now it's back. Like <laughs> it's like it's like it's, it always comes back around the holidays. Weirdest thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, and then also just that like so few people would question somebody's self-reporting of yeah, it yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't want to make somebody if they are suffering from this disease feel bad. Yeah. Um, so people aren't going to call you on it. And then also the fact that cancer is associated with um like heroism like this idea of like my battle with cancer. it's like cancer people with cancer are are heroes so there's like it's different than a lot of other types of diseases because we talk so much about the the valor of suffering with it so that is very cultural and social concoction of all the uh the you know just the the right the right level of like empathy empathy and heroism and just your admiration of people get through it it's like a perfect it's almost too tempting to not you know yeah for these people yeah. for sure so <laughs> no, I think um, me too i got some shit to do today <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like uh it it becomes like a really uh common thing for people to fake and it's it's like a, a really like common problem in these groups that people are uh people are doing this and so I, I just thought this article was interesting and the author talks about how she herself um was diagnosed with breast cancer at 26 which is like a really it's really uncommon yeah. to have breast cancer at that age and um she she's fine now like she you know she finished radiation and she's okay but um she was like i remember joining one of these groups and like it it feels really good to be supported in that yeah. way and like when i had cancer like she says you know uh cancer treatment was the hardest thing i've ever done but it was also the time in my life when i had the most support friends and family offered to drop everything to be with me if i missed a deadline at work it was okay if i forgot someone's birthday it was okay if i lost my temper it was okay so it's just kind of like a get out of life responsibilities free card yeah Yeah. and and like I mean, I, I, I went through a tragedy. I lost my dad, like, you know, completely out of nowhere in a car accident and like that. You know, like, there was like, uh, you know, I would get invited out to dinner with like my friends' families and like they would just like shove money at me. Like, you, you wouldn't be able to say no. You know, because they'd be like, like, you know, and like it was, it was amazing. I, I, I felt so, compared, you know, loved for and cared for, but it was a little crazy. I didn't start being careful about what I talked about because I didn't, I didn't want that help from people. And I was, I was at, I was at dinner with my friend and his parents and I was just like, yeah, you know, it's going to be crazy when I get back to work in Connecticut because I 
took a month off to deal with all this, so I got to get back there and play catch up. And like his mom went to the bathroom, and like they came out with like hundreds of dollars in cash and just like gave it to me. We're like, take it. And I was like, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to do it. And I had to notice you had to start really curtailing what you say around people, is it, 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 right. right in the wake of that? Because if you, you know, I'm, I'm sure the people had good intentions, but for me, I'm just like, I'd rather not have that, you know, dynamic between us. Sure. And so yeah, so you had, yeah, you had to be careful like what I said or what I said I, I was lacking or what I needed because people would give it to you and sometimes you'd be like, well, shit, I don't want, you know, it, it's it, it's crazy. It's like the compassion comes through. It's it's uh, yeah, like I can totally understand that. Yeah, so uh, it's I, I just want to talk about yeah. that because I, I was really surprised by how how common it was, but I think it is like um, the the book I read. It talked about Munchausen by internet, but it was mostly about people who had just regular Munchausen where you actually fake sick in your real life and go to a doctor, yeah. and it's it's sort of a similar thing where it's that like unconditional support. You barely have to do anything for people to sort of drop everything and help yeah, you. Yeah. Um, but it's also like a vacation from regular responsibilities. Yeah. And that's kind of how those people look at being in the hospital. It's like, I don't have to deal with the regular stuff in my life because I'm, yeah. I'm ill. Yeah. And then once that starts coming in, you got to think like how, how addictive that is almost, you know, like, like, you know, it's like you have a four day weekend and you're like, you're like, you're the Tuesday's coming up and you're just like, shit, man, I don't want to go back to work. Like I imagine that kind of feeling where like, you know, like, like once you've done it, you've already crossed the line. So it's easy to you know, keep lying. And like, you know, you, you, you know, want to stop i mean it, it seems like yeah a crazy thing to be to be in the driver's seat of because not only were you the kind of person who would lie about that shit in the first place now it's like to stop it you literally have to be you'd have to put your foot down to stop to stop all the love and support you'd have to be like okay look no right yeah, and it's like the person who wasn't not only do i not deserve the support because i'm not sick but i don't deserve the support because i manipulate yeah, exactly you, which like yeah, it's it's a really really hard thing for people to come clean yeah. about, yeah. Uh, which is why every most people don't. Most people don't even when they're caught. Admit <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, just check it like five years later, they're in great health. They're like, I totally had cancer though. It was crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, so that's yeah. a, well, that's a crazy. So I just want to do a quick rundown on. We're gonna do a worth it on each on each one here. Uh, okay, okay, so uh, that, that was all you had for that segment. Okay, yeah. cool. So we're gonna do it real quick. Chad Focus stealing all the money to fund a rap career. Worth it? Totally. Yes, yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Do that. If you're not doing it now, I love Chad. Free my man, Chad. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. If you're not doing it, start doing it. Free my man, Chad Focus. Hashtag Chad Focus did nothing wrong. Uh, all right. Now, um, scamming the poor rural citizens of the Philippines uh, through fake religious investments. Not, not worth, worth it. it. Not worth it. It's going to get you killed. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, yeah. Fake solar panel company that that squelches almost a billion dollars from from uh, retail from uh, what do you call them um, capital investors. Um, I would say not worth it because you, you you did a disservice to clean energy. And when our world is a barren hellscape, I'm going to say it's because you had to have Pitbull at your Christmas party. Yeah, I this is hard because it's like stealing from Berkshire Hathaway, fine, but like making it harder for environmentally friendly, um, like energy systems, not yeah, fine. yeah. So, yeah. and I don't think they didn't. They yeah. didn't I'm, I'm gonna say yeah, no. yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say don't. And they didn't it. strike me as like like they weren't like uh, Robin Hood with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they employed some people, but it seems like the the Karpoffs themselves were the guys that were getting all the benefit there. You know. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so uh, that's a no on that one. And then finally, faking cancer on the internet. We've said you, we've told you this a million times before. <laughs> it's definitely not worth it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please yeah, don't do it. Do not do it, <laughs> guys. So um, I'm going to end that by saying, um, yeah, just look for us out there online, folks. We have been loving all the Patreon activity and all the support and just the interaction has been really cool. I hope you guys have been loving the episodes. Uh, we're talking about some really cool stuff. We're actually in the middle of a two part series right now about the national Enquirer and all the dubious fucked up shit that went into their history so if you like what we talk about in this show and you would like to hear more of it you can go right over to the patreon there's two tiers you can get in there for however much money you think you'd like to spend a month and we can find something that works for you and you can hear some great uh exclusive content from our patreon so it's patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal uh and that being said we're on twitter at lcs podcast i'm at pztx kath you got anything you want to bring up 
Um, I have two other podcasts, WrestleSplania, about pro wrestling and What a Time to Be Alive. That is a weekly rundown of uh, weird news stories. So check those out. Um, what a Time Pod and WrestleSplania on Twitter. They're also on Patreon. Um, check my Twitter for stand updates. I'm doing a show July 3rd in Portland, Maine. And uh, more details about that on my Twitter. I think that's all I have yep. to plug. In June 21st, I'll be at Kickbutt Coffee uh, for my monthly showcase, the uh, Vanilla Presley Presents. And on July 5th, uh, I'm going to be doing the 12,000 Degrees Rap Battle in Houston, Texas. I just got booked for that on the way here because Jared Holly, a good friend of mine who was on the episode about the Walmart scams, uh, he is back in the U.S. from a year in Australia, living in Houston. Jared, yeah, so Jared's I, I, back. I put on Facebook, I just said, yo, somebody in Houston booked me so I can go see Jared and also put Scotty Peterson on it too, who wants to set up this play date. <laughs> and, uh, and so, Hell yeah, yeah. So immediately we all got booked on the 12,000 Degrees, the rap battle show at the secret group. So, yeah, come out to that that's where i'll be nice. and remember guys unless you're faking cancer on the internet don't get caught don't get caught bye, bye everybody ah, ah, ah. international